0: ladies and gentlemen, you got a pose in the matrix here and you've got the wonderful team of Brian and Dave. How you doing, Brian?
1: Yes, Dave. <laughs> You're doing
0: good. Good deal.
1: <laughs> I- <laughs> okay.
0: Oh goodness. What a day folks. What a day. Um, so we've had some uh, interesting things happening. Uh, I think, uh, did we do our last show before the inauguration? No, no, it was after. Okay, well, we had the inauguration back on the, I think, the third, and today's the twenty-fifth, so it's been three weeks almost. So anyway, um, a lot of interesting things have been happening. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta pick a name for this, this Biden guy that I can. You know, Obama, uh, was Obama, you know, and, uh, and things like that. So, uh, when when one comes to me, I'll, I'll start using that. Uh, I'm not going to use his, uh, lack of deficiency in, um, memory anymore, um, against him because I think that's a road that a lot of us are going down. So, um, or may someday. Um, Anyway, Brian, we were talking on the phone. Uh, I think it was last night. I was driving home from work, and uh, you'd been oh. sending me tidbits here and there on uh, uh, in text form, and because um, that seems to be the only way we can communicate anymore. Um, you can't you can't yeah. communicate online anymore. Um, but unless they come and take our phones away, they you know text is the only reliable thing. But uh, you know anything's possible. So. Um, we were talking, and you said that. Uh, well, first of all, um, you know, I don't know if you want to go into the amount of the troops in Washington, of course, but uh, um, different things that you've heard because uh, you've you've been able to keep up on it more than I have uh, recently. And uh, mm-hmm. so, what's going on with with all that in the background that that may be coming down the pike pretty soon?
1: Wow, there's a lot, um, and. Like I said uh, to you, Dave, and for our audience that, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. So a lot of this is just things that we're reading, hearing, speaking to people and getting uh, information. But basically, when we wanted Trump to do the Insurgency Act to arrest Biden and the co-conspirators of the false election, and we were disappointed in Trump that he didn't do that. He just left office. But... You know, Trump is always ahead, at least one step ahead of, of the liberals and the, and the Democrats. He's always seems to be ahead of them. So he's a smart guy. Uh, they underestimate him. So from what I understand, what I have learned from the sources I've talked to and read about is that when he left, if he, if he would have done the insurrection thing before he left office, it would have caused a civil war. Uh, The left has an army of radicals, as we know, which burned our cities last summer. And so he they would have just went berserk and it would have been bloodshed. And so Trump didn't want to do that. Plus, no, uh, the other half would never see him as a legitimate president, Uh, even though they didn't. Anyway, it would be worse. So Mm. he decided what I could tell and the information I got. He um, left peacefully and he turned over all the information he had on the election fraud that he had gathered to the military. Uh-huh. Um, he met, uh, I think, a month or so ago. I went to Texas to look at the wall that's being built. And he was there to see the wall. But from my understanding, and, and this is not a 100 percent, but from my understanding, he met with the high ranking military officers at a huge base in Texas. And these uh, officers, these commanders, um, some of them are not Trump friendly. Mm-hmm. But when he showed them the information that he got over the last uh, since November, how China was involved and these foreign countries are involved, it kind of changed their mind that they need to do something. Uh, China. Mm-hmm. Russia is not the threat, folks. It's China. China's actually got a bigger military than we do now, a bigger Navy, actually. So is it advanced as ours? I don't know, but it's big. So China's the threat. There's been reports of 75,000 troops up in Canada across the border. And there's reports of 175,000 Chinese troops down in Mexico. Is that is that verified? I can't verify that. That's just what I've read and heard from more than one person. So if that's true, and we know Biden has links with China, we know that. And Hunter. Oh yeah. That's yeah, totally right, Dave. Uh-huh. So taking all that into account, Biden is just, just a puppet president. And actually so is Kamala Harris. It's China that's going to be running the government behind the scenes. Uh, right. and eventually probably, I mean, we're, you know, we start as a socialist country, then we go to a communist country, and then you go to a dictatorship. That's kind of how it progresses, and that's what China is. It's a dictatorship, and they are actually in our country, in the leadership of Biden's cabinet, mixed in there. And so the military knows if China actually takes over the country, like literally physically takes it over through Biden with troops, that they're going to be gone. They would be executed as soon as they took power. So it's in the best interest of the military to stop that, and one of the our forefathers did something really smart. They put a lot of um, measures in the Constitution to protect us from turning into a socialist communist country. And Trump went down those avenues. He went to the courts. He went to the Supreme Court. Uh, he could use the, the Insurrection Act. He didn't. That was one of the tools. But the very last tool uh, that I found out is the military. The military's job is not to let our country Fall into a communist socialist hands of a foreign country. So, in saying that, what they do is um, if an election seems fraudulent, like ours was, the military collects information on that. And from my understanding, the military was watching the election and then they know it's false, it's fake. And I'll make some references to why we think that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so, part of that is. If it's fake and it's it's been a fraud and been stolen by uh, other countries interfering, that's, first of all, is an act of war. Second of all, anybody who participates in that is treason. In order for treason to be treason, Trump had to let Biden be inaugurated. Now the crime has been finished and committed. It's treason. Mm -hmm. And the military of all the branches – is almost all volunteer most of it not all of it but a lot of it and the people who volunteer are very patriotic they love our country and they are there because they want to be there now and the other services the FBI CIA yeah they're they're good people too but some of the higher ups are there for their own reasons and right. so which are not be our reasons for our country and so what's happened is Trump met a month or so ago in Texas gave all the material that he had in van loads to the military, which they already had some of their own. I heard it could be wrong. This is all not been substantiated at all, but stuff I've read and heard. Mm-hmm. And so they have all this evidence. And Trump didn't want to do anything before the election because it would stir up a huge civil war. So he's, this is totally out of his hands now. So if the military wants, and they have the evidence at any time, we don't know when that could be. It could be now. It could be a month from now, six months, or it could never happen. But if they wanted to, they could go in with the evidence, arrest the people that were involved, take out their current administration uh, peacefully, and our country would be run by the military for a short time. This is in the Constitution, and right. then they would do an investigation into the election. If they found that there was any fraud and that Trump actually did win, they would bring him back as the president of the United States. Hmm. So I just want a couple of points here, Dave, just to kind of back up a little bit what I what Yeah, I take said. your time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the issues is, well, do we know if this is true or not? We don't know 100%. you know, um, We just don't. Folks, we don't. But we have some idea. One of the things that we know for sure is that the military is responsible for the president's safety in the CIA, and especially to come to the inauguration. They have always sent in modern history, since we've had aircraft, they've always sent an aircraft to pick up the president from wherever he's at in his home state or wherever he's at. And to bring him to Washington, D.C. for the inauguration, usually with an aircraft escorted by F-16s or fighters or something like that, I'm assuming. Biden came in a a private plane. And what I've heard and read, he came in a private plane because the military didn't want to send him one. (laughs) So so you can read between the lines why they wouldn't want to do that. but, But that's... That's, and actually, that was on the news. Biden said he he came in his own private plane. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Why why are all these presents for the last 50 years and he takes a private plane? Yeah. Also, um, one of the things, when he left the inauguration and drove down Pennsylvania Avenue, I think they're heading to the White House. And mm-hmm. if you watched it, there's uh, troops everywhere. And I didn't see this video, folks. I'm just going about what somebody told me. Uh, just look it up. If it's true, then it's true. If it's not, it's not but I was told by his people who saw the inauguration that when he drove and left and was driving down the street, the street was lined with a national guard and army on both sides. Some of the units that he passed turned their backs on him when he drove by. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this isn't good. This is supposed to be a president that won the majority of the vote in the country. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. Yes. This is the president that everybody says is the savior and everybody loves him And, and Trump is packing out stadiums and he can't get 20 people to show up? Yeah. So, and uh, I have another source and that talked to me personally and he said that, I said, man, there's 25,000 troops in D.C. and he goes, no, there's not. I go, what do you mean? And he's active, um, he's a National Guard and he's a friend of mine and he said, there's 65,000 in Washington DC. I go, 65,000? He goes, yeah. He wow. Goes, uh, how, how do you know that? He goes, because half of my unit is there. Huh. I go, oh. okay. So wow. why are they lying with the numbers? And mm-hmm. it, is that true? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you some things that are true. There were at least 25,000 there for sure. Right. For sure. And for sure, the army did not and for sure, the military did not send a plane for Biden. Right, that we know for our first time ever. You have mm-hmm. to ask yourself why. Now, the other thing I want to finish up with is um, the other thing I want to finish up with is that George Washington was quoted by uh, uh, Flynn. It's um, so a Michael Flynn. Mm -hmm. We did a tweet and the tweet quoted George Washington paraphrasing here, asking his troops for another 30 days Mm -hmm. for another 30 days. Don't give up. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I didn't read. I actually saw it on, on YouTube. And part of that tweet was to ask the troops not to give up for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Come to find out the troops in Washington, DC were stationed here for 30 days. Oh, wow. And so, um, you know, is there a correlation there? I don't know. What I do know is the military isn't – actually, constitutionally, Biden's really not in control of the government. The military is. Right. they know it's a brutal, uh, a fake election, and that's why they didn't send a plane. That's why the troops turned their back on them. Mm-hmm. And it's basically they're running the country behind the scenes, huh. supposedly. So – um, and we're waiting for is what um, I also heard is that whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it in the next few weeks or month or two, mm-hmm. and that Trump's supposed to be back in office by March. Yeah, I've heard I that. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that too. And so a lot's going on. A lot's going on. I, I can tell you one thing for sure, Dave, and audience is that our country is in definitely a crossroads. It needs a lot of prayer. We need to pray for our military. We need to pray that God's ways will be done in this country, not man's ways. Right. Uh, It could get really messy in the future. But um, one thing for sure, I, I read in Proverbs the other day, I think it was Proverbs 24, that the wicked's ways are always exposed Mm-hmm. And they always fall from their evil ways. Whatever they try to do to the righteous, to the good people around them, it always fails. Right. It's always exposed by God. And God mm-hmm. always comes to the rescue for his people. Right. Always. Right. And if, if they cry out, humble themselves and repent, God will always come running to our side. Yeah. And that's where our country's at right now. Um, I see what Biden's doing already. To our country and the things he's already passed but you know uh just a little note footnote down here in california is that um gavin Newsom's going to be recalled and uh-huh. uh, they got it out and i think they got enough names they have until march and it looks like he's going to be recalled and have another election huh. and he could lose that election in june and another well, thing happened um there's been so many lawsuits in California by the restaurants, the wineries and the nail salons all got together and sued the governor. And today he came out and said that the stay home orders are all lifted through the whole state. Wow. And that the schools are going to start opening in phases and the restaurants, gyms and nail salons can start to open up in phases. Huh. But this happened to come about a day or two after this lawsuit went through and the news came out about the recall. Huh. And also it came out today that by the March, either February or March, there should be literally no cases of COVID in LA County.
0: Yeah. No kind of figured
1: that. Yeah. No and it's weird because some of these uh, experts down here who are health experts, air quote, are questioning the governor because the, supposedly the hospitals are filled to capacity, but yet mm-hmm. he's taking the stay-at-home orders completely off, and they don't understand why. I think, in my own opinion, he's under pressure. He's right. being sued, being recalled. So, folks, things can turn for the better. They mm-hmm. can't. we, we got to fight with prayer, and we can't give up on our country we can't it's there's too much involved here we've been sitting uh in this country this last few generations at in pretty peaceful times you know um our jobs our careers but like our forefathers now it's time to fight and the way to fight is programs like this prayer going back to church and Mm -hmm. and going back to school and being free again because we're free people and um so a lot's going on. If anything happens, it would happen in the next few weeks. If it doesn't, then I I, I don't know. Right. But uh, there's, uh, I'm not going to say for sure, because only God knows for sure, um, but a lot's going on, and I know Flynn has made statements, and others have made statements about not to lose hope. So we shouldn't lose hope. Uh-huh. Okay, well, good. We
0: won't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely won't. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. I've heard in the news lately, you know that now Cuomo wants to open up New York, you know, and um, and there's another state that's been uh, you know keeping its people repressed that they want to open up too. And I attribute it to Biden being in office. I think this this whole thing was put in a place to get Trump out of office to make him look bad. Um, that didn't work. I think he he did a wonderful job. Uh, Trump did, and um, you know so, but every everything you read, my goodness, everything you read, um, you know, if a mosquito bites a little kid in a park somewhere, it's Trump's fault. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. And if you're a Democrat and you believe the liberal press, or if you're a Republican or lean to the right. And and you listen to the regular news and you got problems. you got big problems because, um, you're not getting the truth. Um, I knew a lady that grew up in Armenia and, and she told me, she says, the news only tells you what they want you to know. And, uh, this was back in the nineties. She told me that. So, uh, and she saw it here in the States when she came here, you know, she saw cause they originally uh, ended up in LA, I think. And, um, you know, she saw things happening outside that the news wasn't reporting about or was, or was reporting wrongly about. And she was, you know, kind of shocked, but not really surprised um, that it would it would happen that way here in the United States. But um, again, she came in the 90s when we were starting our decline, or, or I should say, um, taking a deeper dive on our decline. Um, and um but uh, it's just, you know, I heard about Biden taking a private plane, and the news mentioned it once, and that's all they did was mention it once. Like it was um, like it was sort of unusual, but not uncommon, the way they presented it, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, how else would he come in, you know? But I didn't know about the military sending planes for the commander-in-chief or the new one um, until I heard it from you, Brian. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, um, it's, uh, it certainly is. A, now we, I sent to you something, um, by a Canadian woman and it looked like she was talking to a church and she was just trying to, just like you're doing tonight, just everybody just take it easy, be calm, you know, everything's going to turn out. Okay. And she also talked about Trump will be back in office in March. And, um, that seems to be a reoccurring theme nowadays. Um, You know, I got to admit to you, uh, Brian and audience that uh, uh, I was a little disappointed in um, in Q because, you know, I've been reading Q a lot. You know, I've been um, I think that uh, Q is really, you know, whoever he is, whatever it is, kind of kept me going during the all this stuff that was going on with the trouble that they were giving Trump. And, um, you know, not to say that I didn't trust in Yahweh, of course, but, um, I did. Um, but, um, Q was kind of giving us hope that, you know, that there, that there were other human beings that knew what was going on, uh, good human beings that were going to try to affect change and stuff. And that we should just wait and be calm. And, um, and I think it was good advice because I think a lot of people could have gone off their nut. Um, seeing all the stuff that's going on, especially up in Portland, um, and in other cities like Milwaukee and, uh, and, and other other spots, But, um, you know, it was always, okay, oh, you know, don't worry, you know, he's going to take care of it. And, and I, I have to admit that, you know, when, when the, the landslide came, cause we were supposed to see a, a big red wave, remember the big red waves coming and, uh, that didn't happen. And then, you know, we started to hear about, um, you know, he's, he's going to take this to court, and that's going to work. And and I kind of thought that, you know, I was hoping that it would, but in the back of my my brain or my heart or whatever, I was I was thinking, no, uh, you know what? Something deeper is going on here, something that maybe even Q doesn't even know about. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are down on Q right now. It's oh well, you know, he was nothing but a CIA PSYOP operation and stuff. And and maybe he was, I don't know, or it, or whoever Hugh is, I don't know. But um, anyway, but also, you know, when I was thinking that, I I heard a little voice in my head. Uh, It was me pondering, uh, just so that, you know, people don't think I'm psychotic. Um, But, and and the voice said to me, you know, well, maybe the PSYOP, operation was real but it was to keep the enemy meaning the democrats and the leftists and the chinese and everything keeping the enemy on there um you know kind of confused and not not able to know what's going on or thinking that there's something very serious about to happen any second and uh, but it's not really going to happen any second and um uh, so it was uh it was uh, very strange you know you mentioned the um the cia well we, we all know that the CIA was started by was Reinhard Galen, I think it was, that came over here from uh, from Germany and brought a bunch of scientists and politicos over from Germany and took our OSS and turned it into the CIA. So the CIA has basically always been a, um, a Nazi organization. And uh, now if you work there and you're one of the underlings, you probably never knew this or even cared, but... Um, no, it was it was definitely started when uh, when all the secret information came over from the Nazis. Um, in a way, we won the war. In a way, we lost the war. Um, and as it has been explained, and Jim was, when he was on the show used to explain it this way is that um, when when the Israelites went in and conquered a land, they were almost always told by God to not to take anything that the enemy owned and bring it back to your own land. Don't bring it back to your own camp. Um, just leave it there, you know, and a, and a couple of times when they did bring it back, they got in big trouble. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, but we brought the enemy stuff into our camp and it was all for the sake of, um, uh, technology and, and how we could be number one and the whole nine yards. And, um, I think it's, uh, the CIA is a, is a very dangerous organization. Um, uh, they 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 well the military's job is to break things and kill people I think the CIA basically is the same way except they break people and and uh, kill things um, but uh, anyway they knowing that um, they're not to be trusted is, is not really a surprise to me because uh, uh, they aren't you know they're they they had some really evil and corrupt beginnings and uh, you know when um, when a baby is born a baby is born with a certain with certain attributes they look like their mother their father and stuff like that and and when the CIA was born it it looked like its mother and father um, it, it, right down to the roots right down to the deepest roots of the CIA so um, I do think that uh, oh, well the FBI I think is, is corrupt too. <laughs> Hoover was corrupt when he when he was in there. And um, but um, the NSA, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is working for Trump. Um, You know, they they they're listening right now. It's better. Hi, guys. Um, uh, But they they record everything, every radio show, every TV program. They record every telephone telephone call, every. they have every text every that's why when you know the hillary clinton um emails disappeared no they didn't <laughs> nsa has everything um and and that's why uh was it snowden or um yeah snowden um should really just be let go because he's he, he's just he just let go of things that uh or revealed things that are out there that need to be revealed anyway uh, whether any of it was top secret, I don't know. And if that was, then I, I changed my mind on what I just said. But um, it's just, it's interesting that, uh, and, oh, yeah, it's another thing I wanted to mention, Brian. You said that um, that some of the generals were against him. And I'd heard that. I heard that uh, right around the end of last year, I think, that uh, the Navy was mostly with him. The Marine Corps is totally in with him. Um, uh, what is it? The uh, the coast guards with him. The uh, the army isn't so much with him. There's some generals out there that are um, that are uh, treasonous, and and there's some admirals I guess too. But um, so that's when he told me when he had that meeting down there with all the joint chiefs of staff and everything, and and told them you know that China's behind this, and they and they get a hold of you guys, you guys are toast, you know, or they'll use them for a little while, and then they'll be toast actually. They can't come in, you know, they'll acquiesce and say, you know, uh, the Chinese will say, you know, you just do, what we tell you to do. And, but they're going to know that the gun is pointed at their temple the whole time. Um, so that, that's really interesting information that that you brought up, Brian. And it's, uh, stuff that I don't think a lot of people have heard. Um, we just read something, uh, Barbara brought it into me and, um, it said something like Trump was going to continue to fight, but he's going to continue to fight from outside using legal maneuvers and stuff like that. Now that might be another psyops, you know, that might be thinking, well, you know, make the left think, well, you know, he's, he's gone, you know, he's, he's just going to do everything from legal means. And we know we've got the courts in our hands. We know we've got the judges in our hands and everything else. And, and so, really, really don't have to worry about that, you know. So just to to keep them on their toes, and or actually keep them, help them to fall asleep, maybe is a better way to put it, so that they, um, you know, they don't think he's a threat anymore. And um, the last thing I heard is that the uh, that that impeachment really going to go nowhere. Um, you can't impeach a civilian, and that's what the president is now, or or Trump um, is right now. He's a civilian, and unless they know something we don't know. You know, maybe they know that he still has influence with the military. And uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But um, uh, so we oh, you know, I had a laugh, Brian. Uh, you a few weeks ago we were on the show and you were talking about uh, all the ships that were um, anchored off of uh, uh, Long Beach. You know, remember that? Okay. Maybe oh, Sorry. Go ahead, Dave.
1: I have oh, yeah. no pause. Sorry. No,
0: that's okay. I mean, no, you, like you, you you said about the ships being anchored, you know, waiting to get into long beach Harbor. And, um, so somebody had shot a video of that and they put it online and then somebody picked on them up on that right away and said, Oh, that's an invasion fleet. Uh, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I looked at the ships cause I know cargo ships. I used to work on the Benicia pier, um, for, I worked there for quite a while and, um, at least a couple of years, and I saw the car carriers come in with their cars. You know, I know what those ships look like, and I know what cargo ships look like, container ships and everything else. And it's such a fleeting view that this person shows of all these ships anchored out at sea that it, it looks like it could be like D-Day off of Normandy in, in 1944, you know. But, it, you know, it wasn't. It's, it's those cargoes. Well, anyway, somebody picked up on it. And said, "Oh, the you know all the ships, naval ships," they said, "parked off the the coast of California." Has has the invasion begun? <laughs> and and it was thanks to you that I was able to say, "No, those are just cargo ships and tankers and things that are anchored off the coast of Southern California, waiting to get into Long Beach." And um, you know, proof of that, folks. If you want proof of that, um. Nothing is getting um, downloaded or off. What is, you know, I've been on the internet so long. Nothing is being offloaded off of the ships right now, or very little is because of COVID or the pandemic, as I like to call it. Um, So all those ships are sitting out there waiting with cargo, waiting to unload. And um, so the fact that uh, you know, people would think that the, it was a military invasion. Kind of made me laugh a little bit. And at first, when I saw it, I, you know, before I heard what you had to say, Brian, I, I, um, I thought, wow, maybe it is. And then I, then I looked at the ships a little more carefully because I, I took the video and went frame by frame by frame by frame, and. I'm like, oh, that's a car carrier, that's a cargo ship out there, that's a container ship. You know, and I'm like, that's not an invasion. Now, the only way that could be an invasion is if the containers on the cargo ships had missiles in them or something, you know, But um, okay. which I understand the Chinese have. Um, but um, and that may be the reason why they're moving Patriot missile batteries into certain areas. But um, anyway, uh, it's just, it was just real interesting, and, and I was able to uh, – counteract some false information, you know. Um no none of us are beyond uh giving out false information or, or jumping to conclusions, maybe is a better way to put it. And that was definitely jumping to conclusions. When I see um aircraft carriers and and destroyers and everything else out there, although in and, and troop carriers, I'll know that it's an invasion, but until then, yeah. you know, I'm not going to believe it by by any means. But um Anyway, uh, it was interesting that um, last weekend uh, we had a little bit of extra time, so we decided to watch a movie on TV. And I know I'm, I'm careening off the path here just for a minute, but uh, the basis of the movie was the, uh, the USS Iowa was being uh, going to be turned into a museum ship, which it was uh, many years ago. Um, but it was leaving port in um, South Korea. And while it was leaving port, uh, there was a, a U.S. task force out at sea that was all of a sudden sunk by uh, like a, like an unvi- invisible enemy sort of, Um yeah, that that was cloaked and could uncloak, lost its missiles and then um, go away. And uh, and also they had E.M. E.M.P.s on there, uh, which disabled the ships. So anyway, um, who's I going? To, okay, so. Um, Anyway, so the Iowa, you know, is such an old ship that it's it's really, you know, um, it's it's not drive-by-wire like many planes and ships are nowadays. There's not a lot of electronics in the Iowa. And uh, because of that, the Iowa wasn't affected. And um, anyway, so what happens is that, the, well, the Americans right away blame it on the North Koreans, and then they blame it on the Chinese, and launched their B-2 stealth bombers, and... Um, it, the Chinese, you know, are getting ready to counterattack. They have their, their their planes, you know, sooner or later end up off the West Coast. And um, so um, uh, th- it continues on where they, they the United, the, the crew of the, um, the Iowa figures out that these aren't human beings, that they're an alien force that's trying to provoke mankind into destroying itself so we it can take over the world. And... Um, So anyway, it was just it was very interesting to watch how how easily um, world governments can be manipulated into thinking that one's trying to attack the other. And man, what a scenario um, maybe that the Antichrist will use, you know, to get things all fired up, um, so to speak, use uh, kind of a crude term, Um, you know, to make so and so think that. They're being attacked by the other so and so, and and um, and starting World War Three, and then coming in and saying, you know, um, that's it. I'm I'm putting an end to this. So, and we've seen uh, various scenarios of that happening on uh, different movies that have come out. But um, it just goes to show you how easily people can be manipulated. And and just watching the press what the press has been doing recently with um, all the disinformation that they've been putting out about uh, about Trump and all the the propaganda they've been putting out about or pro Biden, and um, you know you could see that we're we're at a social and at a cold civil war already, and I I, don't, I really don't think it's going to stay cold very much longer. And even if if Trump is doing all these things to prevent a civil war, there's still going to be some kind of unrest and lack of peace in this country when um, all this stuff is revealed because. Um, there's just some dyed, dyed-in-the-wool Democrats out there, liberals or leftists or whatever you want to call them, that that will um, that will not believe it. That'll you know talk about being conspiratorialist. You know they'll be the, the first ones to say that it's well. Hit, remember Hillary Clinton? You s- said back um, way back, I think it was in the 90s or something, that there was a vast right-wing conspiracy. So um, actually, she's the 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 originator of the conspiracy theory. Uh, it wasn't, the, it isn't the, um, the left or the, the people on the right, it was her. But um, anyway, uh, so it's, it's interesting to see how people have been manipulated, will be continue to be manipulated. And um, I kind of use the analogy of milk. Um you know, we're, we're brought up, when, when, we're, when we're bored, we're brought up on our mother's milk. Most of us, some of us were bottle-fed, but, um, and we develop a taste for milk, and we like it. You know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'll down a little thing of chocolate milk every once in a while. But um, uh, milk is, to me, it has a nice flavor to it, especially goat milk. But anyway... Um, so, we're brought up on milk, and we're brought up to believe it's good for us. well milk you know after a certain age really isn't the best thing for you um although people continue to drink it vociferously um so uh, when people are brought up um like many of these um knuckleheads running around in um Portland and other cities to think that communism is the right thing right idea the right thing to do. Uh, Most of them were brought up by hippie parents or they either that or they went to a university where uh, they had a hippie professor that taught them all about Marxism and Leninism and uh, Maoism and everything else. All the little isms that there is out there. And uh, it's it's caused it's basically turned their brain to mush. And um, so those, I think, are the people that would be the hard ones to try to convince that uh, uh, even with all the evidence placed in front of them. You know, all, all the crimes and everything, you know, I, I just foresee some of them just saying, oh, well, you know, this is the, this is the United States government that's made this up. This is a Trump thing. You know, there, there's no way that the Democrats could have done this, um, you know, and, and really they're selling their own party short because when it comes to being devious and and uh, malaligned and everything else, the Democrats have the Republicans where I should say the leftists have the rightest beat um, 99 to one. But, um, anyway, um, I'm, I'm trying to kind of segue into, um, and I got to see, okay, I've only been on for 40 minutes. Um, there are a lot of, um, a lot of things that are happening in our, and then uh, we've talked about this before on, on opposing the matrix, but it seems to be just showing itself more and more every day. Um, there seems to be a lot of parallels between uh, the formation of Nazi Germany in the 1930s, you know, its its infancy and its inception, and and what's happening in the United States. And folks, I don't care what you say, a socialist is a socialist, a communist is a socialist, and so is a Nazi. Okay, they're all socialists. They just they just think a little differently. Okay, um, and and I was kind of looking at um, parallels between the United States. Have you ever done this, Brian? It's kind of a real interesting story, a, a study, if, if, you, if you look into it. Uh, I know that, you know, you're a busy guy. And you don't have time to do everything. But um, have you ever looked at the or, or seen the parallels at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've read things in the past about uh, pre-Germany, uh, pre-World War II, even after World War One. And one of the things that was done uh, in Germany and some of the other countries in Europe, especially Germany, was one of the things they did first was remove the guns from the people. Right. Uh, it wasn't like the United States is now. I mean, everybody here has got a gun. There's hundreds of millions of them. But people were able to arm themselves. And that it took them a long time to do it. But they used the guise of uh, mm-hmm. mass shootings. Uh, you know, crime and different things. And, it, you know, just just a little no, a footnote here. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> man, yeah, that's true. Man is so predictable. Our technology is better and stuff like that. But our, our heart is still the same. Oh, speaking of mankind. Right. So um, this isn't new. What's happening in our country? It happened in Germany. The Germans, uh, the government, and under Hitler, and even before Hitler, the Communist Socialist Party uh, got in power and started taking the freedoms of the people away. The first thing they attacked was the freedom of speech, and then the next thing they went after was guns. And eventually, they got most of the guns out of the country, and they censored people that were speaking against the German government. Uh-huh. And then, then they used religion uh, in some of the. Uh, Oh, I don't want to say that denomination, but some denominations got on board with them and they were used to actually persecute the Jews. Right. Uh, and and so I don't want to get into that. It's another whole another whole thing. But um, you just first you control what people say, how they say it, you and then you take their guns away. They can't defend themselves. Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, uh, you invade other countries. You actually take the Jews that are in your country and put them in internment um, camps. Right. Uh, you know, um, uh, there's a name for them. They don't call them that. Uh, Concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Reeducation centers. Uh-huh. You know, so um, internment camp, prison, right. torture, torture places. And so what's happening in our country, uh, what are they doing? They're trying to take our guns away, the First Amendment. They're telling us we can't worship. They're telling us how to worship. Uh, They're telling us we got to be careful what we say if it might offend somebody. And now uh, Biden just passed the gender-neutral bathrooms, and uh, uh, gender-neutral people can actually join the military now. Right. Um, So we're it's that's how it starts folks they, that's what they do they they go after your freedoms and they start to control you and the way they do this and the way they did it in germany in the 30s is fear it's all about afraid we will the, the government whatever government is we will take care of you don't be afraid you know we have a military we have the police the police will protect you this this and this and this it's the same old thing a different century Right. Same thing. It's happened before. It happened World War One. It happened World War Two. It's happened in the other empires, even back in the Bible times in the ancient empires in Babylon. All this stuff is is nothing new. And and so what they're doing now, what Biden is doing, he's going to uh, he got rid of the pipeline. He's going to probably outlaw fracking. He's probably going to outlaw coal. Um, it's going to cause millions of people to lose their jobs and he knows this, they know what they're doing and they're, and their thing is all, they can be reeducated for other jobs. But as we well know, some of these people will lose everything and they won't be reeducated. They'll just live in poverty or live just in, in financial ruin. Mm -hmm. And, but he doesn't care. And the reason you do that is you bring people where they're desperate now they get afraid, and then you say, hey, we can help you. We're going to pass a 1. 9, what billion trillion stimulus package, and we're going to give you $500 or $600 or $1,400 or 3000 and right. that's supposed to help us. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but $1,000 coming here or there, that's not how you live. Uh-uh. You can't pay bills. Okay? And so they make you afraid. They disarm you. They make you where you can't speak. They make you afraid. And then they put laws in place to put your neighbor against you. Right. And that's what they use COVID for. If you see somebody not wearing a mask, report them. They hand out tickets for people not wearing masks. It's called fear and intimidation. And the parallel is the Nazis used it against their own people. And the Nazis used it against Europe. Whenever they went into a country, when they went into Poland, whatever country they took, it was all fear, all intimidation. If you help us control your people by telling us what they're doing, you will will give you, uh, you know, incentives to do that, like not die, you know, maybe money, uh, neighbor right. against neighbor, and that's kind of where, that's exactly where it's going. Um, that's where the country's headed. But the thing is, with America, there's a lot of good people here
2: hmm.
1: and not that there was a lot of good people in Germany, but we've been a free country for 240 years and there's a lot of guns in this country. Yeah,
2: there's there a lot
1: of, there's a lot of ex-military in this country. There's a lot of good people in this country and our own military is patriotic, at least at this point. So there's a lot to be hoped for that the Democrats, if, if nothing happens to Biden and he stays in there, um, God will come through. There's a lot of good people. We fight, we have to get it back. We have to fight back. And we have to vote people in. We have to change the laws in these states that stole the election. We've got to pressure our senators and our congressmen to do this. that we got to sign petitions and recall our governors. That's how we fight. It's working so far. We don't know if our governor is going to be replaced, but he's probably going to be recalled. And I bet he hates that. That that probably really ticks him off. But that's the way it goes when you mistreat your people. That's right. So, And I'd rather do this right now than fight street to street, door to door for our freedom. Yeah. And like the Civil War, it was literally brother against brother, literally. Right. And, and nobody wants to see that, at least on our side, at least uh, the good people in this country that voted for Trump and, and the other people that voted for Biden that are just good people but just got lied to. There's a lot of good people in this country. They're not all bad. There's a few people that are ruining it for everybody. So uh, uh, any Trump supporters out there, it doesn't mean that all the people who supported Biden are bad people. They were just lied to. And, and they were, and they believed it, but they're good people. But there's some factions on that side that, as you saw on the news this last summer, that want to destroy our cities and burn and pillage. Those are not good people. Right. And those are not true patriot Americans. Mm-hmm. Those people want to control us and take our country. Right. And shows like ours, and there's other shows out there that give information. And information is power. You've got to be knowledgeable about what's going on. Uh-huh. Because you see on channel five or seven or nine or whatever those main channels are, the ones that you and I grew up with, Dave, remember we, it was just the three main channels, remember? Yeah, and the uh,
0: alphabet channels. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was Ed Sullivan was on, you know, in those, that era, but there's hundreds of channels now and there's hundreds of internet uh, podcasts. And all over the place. So there's a lot of place to get information. And if it comes down to just taxing each other, then we we do that. We do what we got to do to get it done. Mm-hmm. That's right. But um God is ultimately in control. I thought to myself, well, maybe Biden's in there. Maybe God wants him in there. Because maybe our country needs a little shaken up to get closer to God. Right. You know, and that goes for me, too. You know, when we. When we kind of forget who God is, when things are going good and his goodness to us, his kindness toward us, we get a little bit of laziness. At least I do sometimes. Uh, and then when things start to go rough, you, we turn toward the Lord and uh, he hears us and delivers us. Psalm 34 says he actually delivers us from all our troubles. Psalm 34 says that. And so um, that's kind of where we're at as a country. It's sad to watch, but it's not over yet. There's good people here and there's a fight between good and evil. And what happened on election day was just plain evil. Right. And the only one for us is evil. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. It's evil. Right. They want to, they want to take our freedoms. They want to give you a vaccine that's hardly been tested. They don't care if you get sick from it. The pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars off of this vaccine. Fauci is part of that. He's, he's got his fingers in these companies. Oh, yeah. He's going to make money off the vaccine. And, um, I'm, I'm not taking it. I can't tell you, uh, folks, I know Dave feels about this, but folks out there, I can't tell you what to do or not to do, but I'm not taking it. Right. Uh, you, you never buy the first year of the car of the new model. Right. Ask anybody who bought a Pino or a Vega. <laughs> in the 70s so it's sorry just,
0: i know yeah. i know two people that bought one person that bought yeah. one of each
1: <laughs> i know i drove one with a friend of mine of vega and i i couldn't believe this thing it's like, but but uh it's just it, it's called common sense and most americans got good common sense they're loving people they're hard-working people they just we just want to raise our families and, and go to church and do our jobs and be good people. And, but the government, this new government, it's actually, Biden is a new gov president, but his, his, uh, his agenda is centuries old. Right. It's not a new agenda. It's something repackaged a certain way for our time, but it's basically control mm-hmm. and dictatorship. Right. That's really, it's, you do what I say, not what I do.
0: Yeah. But, well, that's, that's what the, um, the ancient Romans, you know, the, they always depended on the benevolence of the king. You know, mm. even even in the Bible, you know, it was always the benevolence of the king. You know, and, and um, well, that's a good good way to look at it. Because in Scripture, you know, you had mostly, um, you had a lot of bad kings. Let's just put it that way on both sides, Judah and Israel. It didn't start out that way so much in Judah, but after a while it turned that way. And so every once in a while, you'd have somebody that would come in and be a revivalist. Uh, Josiah was one of them. I think Hezekiah was another one. There was probably a third one. And um, they would come in and they would uh, reinstitute the law of Moses. They would smash all the idols, take down all the, all the um, worship places of the, uh, the idol worshipers and stuff like that. And God blessed their, their reign and blessed the kingdom during that time. But for some reason that, you know, I, th- I think because people, you know, like skin- sin too much. And uh, for some reason, they, th- that reason, they, they wanted to go back to the old ways after that king died. And every darn time they did. You know, they'd go back to the old ways, setting up the all the uh, Asherah poles and and uh, <clears throat> worshiping Astaroth and uh, Dagon and all the other gods that were, that were popular and all the surrounding cultures back then. And, um, and so I don't know because I kind of paralleled that to what happened for the last four years. Cause Trump came in and really, really tried to get things back on an even keel, you know, to make this country America again, instead of a part of a new world conglomerate. And, um, and he was doing a really good job at it. But, um, uh, and I'm not blaming this on, on the people so much, uh, because there, there are many patriotic. Well, I know for sure there's upwards of uh, 80 million, uh, people that love this country and what it stands for originally. And, uh, but there are others that are inherently evil and, uh, and they wanted nothing but to get rid of Trump and, and to go back to the old way, so to speak. And, um, and you know you can carry that forward to the roman empire during the time after before and after jesus um and, and it's funny how um trump must have studied history because he uh he's appealed to the military well he knows that the military ultimately takes control in a situation like this like like you talked about earlier brian um but mm-hmm. um he, he knows that from history that when a leader loses the faith of the military, that leader had, uh, look how many um, Roman emperors were deposed by the military, you know. And uh, all the military ever asked for back then was fair wages and kind of like the military asks for now today, you know, fair wages and, and to be taken care of when they get hurt, you know. And, and a benevolent emperor would do that. A malevolent emperor would just say the heck with you guys, you know. and soon the military would turn against them and they would either put in another emperor or they would put in one of their own people. A lot of generals became emperors during that period. And, uh, then, you know, so then, you know, you, you, you kind of move away from the pagan Rome and you move into the, the, um, Roman Catholic Rome or the Vatican Rome. Um, because by then, you know, we're talking about 500 AD and, uh, Christianity, um, the way that we practice it, not not so much the way that the Vatican practices it, but, um, you know, it was still around, but kind of still hiding in the catacombs and stuff. Uh, and they were hiding from other Christians. Um, but uh, so then you had your, your. there were some good popes, don't get me wrong, uh, but most of them were, were pretty Evil people. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, they, and they saw it as a, an opportunity to seize power and stuff like that, just like the the secular their secular counterparts. And then they would start fighting with their secular counterparts. You know, the, the king has more authority, the king thought. The pope has more authority, the pope thought. So then it became battles between the king, the kings, and the popes. And and man, what a mess that was, you know. And um, I, I took. College courses on this, so I know a little bit about it. But anyway, um, so it's always been a a, a, a luster power by people that lust for power, the people that lust for fame, power, money. And um, I think what they couldn't stand about Trump is he already had power. I mean, he was he was a, he's a billionaire. You know, he doesn't need money. You know, so he wasn't in a job for money. As a matter of fact, he was giving away his paychecks to charities. You know, so, you know, and and the people that inhabit or I should say infest Washington, maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, They, they couldn't stand that. First of all, they're making he's making a bad example of them because they're in it for the money. And, uh, you know, the people were starting to see that, you know, how do you go in with being worth one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars and then get out of office 30 years later being worth, um, you know, 60 million dollars, you know. Uh, Harry Truman said, anybody that goes into politics, poor, and comes out rich is a crook. And and that's a Democrat that said that, folks. That's a Democrat. Um, so you can't argue with it. Um, so anyway, um, there are just so many parallels. And and then we work ourselves up to, and, and Brian, if you don't mind, I will mention the church. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Martin Luther, back in um, the time of the Reformation, and don't get me wrong, he did a lot of good things. Okay, it took a lot of guts to nail that ninety five thesis on the on that door in that church. And um, and he was a wanted man the rest of his life. He really was. Um, And so were others like him because he started a reformation, basically a a revolution inside the church. Uh, But one of the things that Martin Luther had that that wasn't so good is he hated Jews. He hated Jews with a passion. He wrote about jews like they should be exterminated like cockroaches and and you know he went on to form a protestant denomination or you know they they called themselves after him let's put it that way called the lutherans and and they were the basic um they were were the uh uh, the church of germany were lutherans and uh well uh, uh catholics also but um uh, so, you know, imagine, you know, generation upon generation being brought up reading Luther's works about how bad Jews are, and then all of a sudden Hitler comes along and he says, hey, <laughs> these people are causing a lot of problems. You know, they're, they're, uh, they are they're own all the businesses, they're intermarrying with our daughters and our, you know, and stealing our wives away from us, which was a common thought back then. And, um, you know, we got to do something to get rid of these people, you know, and then in, uh, the that book, um, The Protocols of Zion, he made that very popular back then, too. But um, so anyway, you brought up and you're steeped in that in that uh, that tradition. Let's put it that way. And no wonder, you know, you can blame the German people for what they did. And, and what they did was heinous. And not all Germans were like that, of course. But um, but you can understand what um, it was almost like an inbred thing. Um Something that was genetic it was it was maybe a gene form a gene of hatred was activated and and, and just because of the church's doctrine um, it, it was just allowed to grow and flourish and in, in the hearts of many germans and um it's a sad thing you know and and, and don't think I'm totally down on Germans I got Germ, uh, German heritage of myself so um you know and as a matter of fact one of my ancestors um um, got uh, his uh, barrenhood because he put down a Christian rebellion. So, um, you know, I if anybody has the right to talk about this, I do. <laughs> um, but um, so anyway, so we come to Hitler's time, you know, where he's telling everybody that the Jews are bad and that everybody else is bad that doesn't believe in him. Um, back in the 30s, um, right around 1930, you know, he, he started to rise to power. Um, he had... Now, that's what I, I mentioned something earlier that a socialist is a socialist, whether you're a communist or a Nazi. And that's the truth because, um, uh, Hitler in, in Germany at that time, um, there was the SA and the SS. The SA were basically the early uh, Nazis. They, they did a lot of the dirty work. Those are the ones that did Kristallnacht knocked and, um, and things like that. And, um, and, but the SS didn't like the SA, so the SS had something called the Night of the Long Knives, where they killed the, uh, most of the SA membership. And I find that quite interesting because we have people rioting up in Portland and in other cities that are basically doing the same thing that the SA did. So I'm wondering if in the future um, there is going to be a purge somehow um, with the uh, uh, the Nazis. Well, let's put it. I'll call them Nazis because leftists are Nazis but if you look into the democratic party right now you have you have national socialists or just let's just say nazis and you have communists you have them both in the in the democratic party you have the people like uh Ilhan Omar and and or Ocasio-Cortez and and quite a few others that you know that are too innumerable the to list right now that are that are outright communists then you have the socialists uh, the the uh, the people that were uh in favor of uh, Johnson's new deal and things like that. Um, so that party represents both of them. Now there's either going to have to be a, a melding of the ways, which I think there never will be because um, the, uh, the socialists do not like the communists. And you could tell because Bernie Sanders has had a very popular following and has basically gotten squat now for what, 16 years. Um, and uh, so the, the, the Nazis and the, in the, um, democratic party do not like the socialists or the communists in a democratic party and as long as the old guard is there the new guard will not be able to take over and it was much like that in germany yeah that while the sa was in power the ss was kind of weak so hitler gave orders for um who was it um, not Goering. Um, himmler to uh, basically annihilate the SA, so they had the Night of the Long Knives and uh, there was uh, mass assassinations all over Germany of SA members. Now the SA were, you know, they were evil to begin with and a lot of them were uh, leaned the other way when it came to sexuality. Let's just put it that way. Um, and Hitler saw that as a definite no-no. Um, and I'm not saying that that gay should be killed. Please don't like don't write that into that, okay? Um, but that's what Hitler believed, and, and that's what happened. And um, so I, I'm wondering if in the future there's going to be some kind of purging in the Democratic Party where uh, one is going to get rid of the other one. Um, either the young up and coming communists are going to get rid of the old guard, or the old guard's going to get rid of the the up and coming communists. Uh, the uh, uh, one of the main things that happened uh, during Hitler's rise is, um, and it's quite popular knowledge that the Nazis started the Reichstag fire. <clears throat> the Reichstag was basically their, their capital <laughs> where their parliament met. Um, does that ring a bell? You know, we just had the invasion of the, uh, the capital the other day. Um, and they weren't Trump people either that went inside um, as much as you want to argue that you're wrong. Um, but um so the Reichstag fire, and I'm, I was wondering, I was thinking, Brian, you know, what could the Reichstag fire? How could that have happened to us? And it came to me, 9/11. 9/11 mm-hmm. was orchestrated, I do believe, by by this government or by the, um, I should not this government, but the um, the bankers and stuff, the uh, the deep state, the uh, the elites and stuff, to to clamp down on us where our freedoms are concerned. And I said, boy, did they do that. Um, I can remember days when you take somebody to the airport, you can walk them right to the gate, and give them a hug before they got on the plane. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to walk yeah. well, through metal detectors so much before 1972, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, it, we had a fairly free society. And then all of a sudden 9-11 happened and boy, all of a sudden there's the Patriot Act, there's this, there's that. And, you know, you, you wonder if, uh, 1984 was uh being reenacted. Well, anyway um so that we did have a reichstag fire and we did have a way for the for the government to clamp down on us and it has been doing so progressively um so let's see that happened during george bush's and if you think george bush was a good guy you need to do some study he wasn't um He's he's from an oil family, and uh, remember, I don't know if you remember this, Brian, but he promised us that after we won in, in uh, Iraq, that we would be getting oil from there. Um, I never saw it, did you?
1: <laughs> no, never did.
0: Yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting. So uh, anyway, uh, my 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 sources, what I what I read, telling me that he's he's going to be going with the rest of them anyway. But uh, and then you got uh, Brock Brock Hussein Obama. And any country that would that would vote in somebody with the middle name of Hussein, only about seven years after 9/11 happened, which is supposed to have happened because of Muslims, um, I, I don't know. People need to have their head examined, or did he really win, or was it a, a thing like we just experienced this last November? Um, so anyway, um, Hitler uh, he took power, and um, but he didn't have complete power. And let's see what I write down here. Uh, 1934 was the night of the long knives. Um, Hindenburg would have been a symbol of the Republicans on um, our current day Republican Party. He was more of a Federalist. Uh, 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 he loved his country and, you know, it was Germany first and everything like that. And that's the way it used to be, folks, in case you don't know that. Everybody loved their country and... <laughs> <clears throat> we were all trying to make a, a world of uh, a new world order, but um, <clears throat> so Trump's uh, desire to keep America great uh, wasn't a new idea. It's been around for centuries or millennia. Um, so Hindenburg died on the second of August, nineteen thirty-four, and not long after that, they had a an election, and get this, it was it was a poll election that uh, favored Hitler 90% to 10%. Now you're not going to tell me that 90% of the Germans that voted, voted for one man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe that like I believe that Biden got elected. Okay. Um, so see the parallels. So now you got a guy that's, that's going to go down as being one of the most notorious evil people that ever lived gets elected um, in a, in a, an election, basically, where and it said everybody was invited to vote. I read that everybody was invited to vote. So, you know, I, 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 why would it say that unless it was people that w- weren't ordinarily able to vote, uh, maybe criminals um, uh, and, and other people that, you know, even today, we don't allow to vote for the most part. But that's changing. Um, so and everybody was allowed to vote. So then he got 90 percent. And uh, after that, he took over the presidency and the chancellery, and, uh, and it went downhill from there, folks. So, um, you know, we, we've got uh, a man that was trying to restore America to its natural values, and now we've got a man that's uh, that wants to reverse all that and turn us over to the Chinese and to the New World Order. Um, I understand that he's reversed the Paris Accords, and we're back in there again. Is that right, Brian?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, so who
1: do you think yeah. is going
0: to finance that?
1: Well, we are. Yes, we are. And,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and it's the funny thing is that you know we we've had the cleanest America we've had in a long, long time. Um, there there is no climate change, and if it is, the world's getting colder. Um, but um, it's. Uh, so we have to finance the rest of the world now. The Chinese and the and the uh, and the Indians, you know, the country of India, <clears throat> they pour out more hydrocarbons into the atmosphere than the United States ever did. Um, but they're not going to have to abide by the cords, not the accords, not right now, anyway. So they can continue to to produce and mass produce while well, we're going to have to stop producing and. Uh, Basically, all this is is to break the United States and to turn the United States into either a third world country or convert it over to a communist country, which in my estimation is the same thing. Because if you look, at Venezuela and Cuba. Um, they're not exactly thriving. Um, and, and neither are any of the, um, the socialist states <clears throat> out there. They were actually, Brian, they were actually on TV the other day trying to justify the Scandinavian socialist uh, medicine. Uh, and the oh. socialist, socialist uh, governance um, by saying, oh, yeah, they only have to pay 40% of their, their paycheck to the
1: government.
0: Only 40%. <laughs> only 40%. Well, the rest of Europe has to pay more. And I'm going, you guys don't get it, do you? You know, 40% is, you know, just 10% away of half of everything that you earn. And what do you get in return? You get it. Um, you get it. Uh, let me t- let me tell you a story. Um, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. I ran into a guy uh, up in Placerville, um, and he had this little – every year in Placerville, they have this thing called the Apple Hill Festival, and uh, it's because they grow apples up there. So, you you know, if you're an apple freak like I am, you can get apple anything up there. And they also have little concessions. Well, there was this little strip of concessions, and this one guy had, like, a tent, and he had a little store there. And I, I went in and he had an accent and I said, well, I says, I tried to check out. I, I try to check out conversations with everybody. You know, I, I'm just that way. And I walked up to him and I said, well, I'm going to take a guess at where you're from. Okay. Do you mind? He goes, no. Okay. I says, you're either from Germany or you're from, um, what was the other one? I said, Bel- no, um Switzerland oh. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, well, he says, you've surrounded it. And I go, what do you mean? He says, I'm actually from France. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Now, I, I don't have a great love or respect for the French people. Um, and that's that's my hang-up that the Lord's got to deal with. But um, so I said, you know, I said, so, you know, how long have you been here? Well, you know, he told me when he came. And he says, I have to tell you a story. He says, I came to the United States because everybody that came here from France told me how stupid Americans were. He says, and I had to come to the United States to find out how stupid Americans were. And I said, okay, you know. I said, you're still here, so something good must have happened. He says, yeah. He says, you know, I came here, and I realized that, you know, you guys have your act together. You know, you, you can speak. You don't have to be afraid of talking. You can, you know get out in the street and demonstrate and, and, uh, you know, you're pretty well unmolested and left alone. You can, your taxes are low. Um, you can have a business here and not, you know, not have to pay the government half your earnings and stuff. And he went at his whole litany of things. And, and he said, so when I went back to France, I, I went back to France realizing that the French are stupid and that the Americans were smart. He said, so I, he says, well, what happened was, um, Uh, socialist medicine was, you know, already in in place there. And uh, his mother had been, I think she just turned 73. And the cutoff date for having anything important done for you in France was at that time was 72 years old. So if you had to have a major surgery, you have a lung removed or something like that for cancer, you're kind of put on the back burner if you were older than 72 because you were used up, basically. And believe it or not, Obamacare has something in there like that. Um, it hasn't manifested its ugly head yet, but it will. Um, and he said, he says, basically my, they, they killed my mother because what she had could have been fixed real easy. But because of the, their practices, you know, she died. He says, I left France and came here. And while he was talking to me, Brian, it was beautiful. He wasn't a quiet person. Um, he was very boisterous. And he said, um, Hold on. I was, I'm was. sorry. I was just reading something somebody wrote. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, he says, so I came to the United States. He said, and um, he says, I love it. He says, I love this country. He says, I love what it stands for. He says, but I see it turning into a socialist form of government. You know, and I think, was so Obama in office at that time? I can't remember. I think he was. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, he was. I remember it now. And so, um, anyway, As he was talking, I could see people in his shop and they were putting things down and they were walking out. And he saw that, too. And he says, you know what? He says, if you voted for that man and you don't want to do business with me, he says, get out of my store right now because I don't want your dirty money. You know, And, and people were just like looking at him like, how dare you talk to me that way? And he says, I don't care. He says, and when it comes down to it, if I have to, I'll get out in the street with my gun to defend this country. And I went, oh, man, I wish I lived up here. You and I would become the best of friends, you know. (laughs) But um, so here you got a guy that comes from a a country that was a socialist and it still is a socialist country and a pretty piss poor one at that, pardon my French, Um, and he's defending the United States and you got these um, donkeys, I'm not going to say the other word, that are going to college and getting their heads filled by – by uh, donkeys with, that they have their um, their degrees on the wall um, because they're supposedly smarter donkeys than the rest of everybody else. And, um, <clears throat> and they're getting their heads filled with mush that our form of government is evil. Well, you know, uh, the one mistake that Trump made was he should have required that everybody that gets a grant, a federal grant to go to school, if they're under a certain age, should have to go to do community service somewhere like Venezuela or Cuba or something like that to see just how lousy it really is over there. If you think that that's a better form of government and that's what you want for us, you go there and you live there for a year, study there for a year, and then you come back. And if you still think the same way, we'll let you go back there. And if you don't and you get straightened out, then you can stay and become a good part of American culture. You know, but, um, And I know it's, it sounds kind of strong, and it, it might sound a little um, – I'm trying to think of the right words. <laughs> I can't. But um, so it's just, it just really ticks me off that, um, that, you know, there are people in this country that have never experienced the form of government that they're advocating and will be the first ones to um, cry and moan. When they have to stand in bread lines to get bread. And then, you know, I was thinking that, Brian, and you know what the thought came to my mind? The thought came to my mind these people aren't going to be standing in the bread lines. They're going to be the ones that are the higher ups. They're going to be the party mm-hmm. members. They're going to be the ones that are telling me and you what to do because they're going to honor that system and they're going to become part of that system instead of rebelling against it. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, they're the one fantasy I've had of them standing in bread lights is gone now. You know, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so this is this is what we're coming to. We're we're coming to um, uh, a division we've come to, a division in this country where you have social where you have nationalists, not socialists, but nationalists, capitalists um, that want to preserve the republic and are mostly Christian in nature. Some of them are, and I'll grant you that. Um, but, um, and then you have another group that wants to, like like Obama said, fundamentally transform the country. Look up those words sometimes, folks. Fundamentally means the very fundament, the very the very um, thing that makes up something, that, that, that ties it together. Transforming it means to turn it into something else. So... What Obama was telling us, spread it that, you know, when he was campaigning the first that first year he was campaigning, was that he was going to take this country and turn it into a communist state, you know, or he was going to lay the groundwork to do it, which he did quite effectively and you know, I hate to give praise, but you know he did he did do a good job at being evil, um, so. Um, and, and there's going to arise out of out of the Democratic Party a Hitler. Now, I know, Brian, you've probably seen it in newspapers. You know, oh, Trump was Hitler. Trump acted just like Hitler. Man, if I had a dollar for every article I saw today online about Trump being compared to Hitler, I would, um, you know, I could retire. <clears throat> we could have a, a nationwide 50,000-watt radio station with opposing the Matrix 24-7. And he's earned a really good salary too, <laughs> um, but um, uh, it's um, it's just a shame that you know. And I and I found in my life, and I'm sure that a lot of you have too, that it's usually the person that's doing the worst sinning that blames others of, of sinning. Um, I've 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 been in past, we had a pastor down in, in Vacaville um, years ago that um, uh, wanted to build a bigger church and uh, basically actually talked people into taking out second mortgages on, on their homes to give to the building fund while he was purchasing real estate um, all over the place. And I found out about that and broadcast it around and that didn't go too well for him. But anyway, um, it's uh, it's just if there's, if they're saying about something about Trump, if the press is, and you said this last week, I think Brian don't believe Mm -hmm. it. Because they're probably—that's probably what they're doing, you know—and they want to get your eyes off of it, and my eyes off of it, and Brian's eyes off of what they're doing, so that they can get away with it. So they're—they're they're turning Trump into a scapegoat, um, so that their plans can be fulfilled. And when—when when all is said and done, all is shaking together and and running over, and the cup's running over, we're going to realize that. They were the ones that were guilty of doing the very things they were accusing others of doing. I've had it happen to me at work before. You know, oh, David's doing this, David's doing that, you know, and I'm like, walk oh, up to my boss. Well, just look at their time card, you know, um, and you'll see that they're doing what they're accusing me of. But um, uh, bosses are really good at uh, picking on Christians, by the way, and on uh, believers because they know that we don't like to fight back because uh, we're taught that we should honor those that are placed over us. And, um, when you do fight back, it kind of takes them by a little bit by surprise. And I don't mean fist fighting or anything like that, but using legal means, um, um, I, I found that I've, I've got a pretty good photographic memory when it comes to people wronging me. I don't know why that is. Um, but uh, maybe it's because I have a root of unforgiveness. Maybe I need to pray about that, but I, um, I have a habit of when somebody at work or something does something, I go right home and after work and I write it down the time, the place, what they said. Sometimes I write it down at work and email it to myself. So I don't forget it. Um, That way, if anything ever happens, I can go in and, you know, if it comes to court or something, I can say, Your Honor, on such and such a day, at such and such a time, this person said this, said that. And boy, I'll tell you, judges really honor that because when you go in with the the date, time, and everything, they just, it just, they're like, this guy's really on its mark, man. We're going to, we're going to find for this guy. Um, I've seen it time and again. Um, Not with me, but with others. And, um, but anyway, I don't know how I'm getting down this rabbit trail. Uh, but, um, so, um, so, Brian, do you, you know, in your heart of hearts, um, what do you, do you, I don't know, I don't know how to ask this question, what do you see happening? I mean, I know you're taking a, a wait and see approach, but what does your heart hope will happen? Maybe that's a good way to put it, um, you know, between now and
1: whenever. My heart hopes that the military will intervene, arrest Biden, arrest Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all the ones involved in the fraud. And, you know, and anybody with common sense, it's my voice, when you're in Pennsylvania and you're ahead in the election by 800,000 votes and there's only two hours left till midnight, the polls have closed and all of a sudden they close everything down because there's a water leak. They send home all the Republican observers that are observing. So there's no fraud. They send them home for two hours later. Trucks roll in with hundreds of thousands of ballots and Trump loses a 800,000 vote lead in a few hours. Right. That's that's hard to swallow. That's yeah. just and the odds of that happening. I'd have better odds of stepping on a lottery ticket out on the parking lot and winning the lottery. Uh-huh. So, um, saying that is, that's my hope is that justice is done. Do I think it's going to be done? I'm just, I guess, uh, the verdict's still out on that. I, um, I, you know, part of me is like, I'm just, this is my feelings. This doesn't mean it's factual folks. Okay. Part of me is like, you know what? Biden's in there for four years and we're going to have to fight to win in two years, the house and the Senate back and win those back. If right. we can win those back, he's pretty much stopped his tracks, except uh, as Winsong uh, sent some messages to us, Dave, uh, earlier right. uh, about the executive orders, uh, those he can still do. But with an executive order for Winsong, anybody out there, it's not like a law passed through Congress. And that the next president comes in can eliminate that. All right. uh, that's one thing about an executive order. It's not written in stone. So part of me obviously wants justice to be done, want to turn our country back to the Republic of the United States, and which hasn't been a republic for many decades. And that's why this is happening. Uh, People, you know, we quote the Constitution all the time, but the politicians higher up do not care about the Constitution, and it's pretty obvious when they are trying to impeach a president that's not president anymore. He's a regular citizen like us and they're trying to impeach him. And if they do, it really means nothing. They're just trying to make an example out of him and basically thumbing their finger up at the 74 million people that voted for him. They're really doing that. That's what they're doing. So um, is uh, I, 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 I am hoping that justice will be done. But the way things have been going the last few years, like think about it. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Dave. Yeah. Caught red handed 30,000 emails, erased all this stuff going on. She has never been arrested. James no. Comey's never been arrested. Nope. Um, James Clapper's never been arrested. Obama, look what he's done. Biden, look at Biden and his son. His son caught red handed in um Joe Biden on camera basically said, you're not going to get a billion dollars from us unless you get rid of the prosecutor. And right. he, he goes, you know what happened? Hour later, they, he was gone. Uh-huh. He said that on That's collusion. That's yep. the very thing they were going to blame Trump for. Uh, They did. Right. So anyway, it's just it's just craziness. It's just craziness, you know. It's just absurd, absurdity, what's going on. So, um, you know, it, it's just um, I, I'm hoping the military will come through. But if not, we still have our country. We're still here. We can still go to our jobs, hopefully go to our churches. We need to be praying. We need to be voting in the next election. Uh, and I'm hoping it, and, and pushing legislation to fix the voting system, like the mail-in ballots. That has to stop. Yeah, Exactly. You know? That That's going to stop. And yeah. the voting machines, we, we can't get them from Venezuela anymore. You know, things like that. So right. there's a lot that can be done uh, in the next couple of years. But if Biden stays in there, buckle up. Right. Um, so, um, you know, and it, actually I shouldn't say Biden. Kamala Harris is going to be the president. I, it's, I'm not sure when, but uh, – Pretty much, she's going to be the president in probably the next few months or year or less. I'm guessing uh, right. that's why she was picked. Uh, as you know, Biden's his cognitive abilities are pretty limited sometimes. Right. And so they're they're gonna yeah. And, and the Democrats know this. And think about it. They know that this man's probably got dementia or Alzheimer's early stages. And look what they're doing. You're using him. They don't yeah. even care. But. I mean, they're using this guy, and I'm not going to say poor Biden because he's not. He's 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 running havoc right now for our country. He's already cut hundreds of thousands of jobs overnight. Yeah, and folks. I mean, actually, millions of jobs if you count all the the pipeline that he stopped and all the subcontractors and contractors and the support people. It's it's probably a million jobs in one night, one uh-huh. stroke of a pen. And so, um, but. You know, we're still here. We're still got America. Um, we still have uh, hope in God that he can fix this. So but um, the best thing we can do is pray. I uh, always say that because it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to change the mind of somebody, pray for them. Right. You arguing with them. It's not going to change it. Arguing with another person who doesn't believe like you, either spiritually or politically, never really gets anywhere. But if you pray for them. God to open their eyes. That's when you can get through and, and, and change things. And it's worked. I've used it in the past with people on it, and situations and it works. It really very does. True. Yeah. And very true. So, uh, and then the other thing is, uh, don't give up. As I said earlier, don't give up hope that, um, we still, we still have our country. It's still here. And, um, it's don't, and don't listen to the mainstream media. Just, right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like 90, it's like the media, the mainstream media reminds me of a teenager, about a 14 year old teenager. 90% of the stuff that comes out of their mouth is not true. Uh huh. So, so just don't believe everything you hear folks and only half what you see. Uh, right. Because it's just, uh, it's just manipulation to bring fear into us. That's you know, right. That's right. That, that's why. And if you start fearing and getting fearful, then you start making bad decisions and judgments for your own life. You never, I was told by somebody, never make a decision out of fear or intimidation. It should be out of a clear mind and a peace in your heart. Right. If you're doing something like financially or whatever it is because you felt anxious and you know logically it probably is not the best idea, then it's probably not the best idea. And that goes with what's going on with our country don't let our emotions get involved. And I'm, I'm one to talk. I'm a very, uh, you know, passionate person and my feelings are out there a lot. And, but I love our country and I know all you do. So we don't want to be like the other side. We don't want to lower ourselves to their level of, of just the violence and the things that they say and, and the lies they do. We want to be above board. And you know what? Um, the truth always prevails. Eventually, the truth always comes out and prevails. It may take longer than we want, but it does. It always does. Uh, you know, Hitler, look what he did. It was horrible. But you know what? He's not here anymore. He's gone. Right. He's where he deserves to be. And uh, many leaders like him have come and gone through the centuries. And God's plans have always kept going forward, you know, Um, and so um, God, I believe, was instrumental in founding our country. Um, There were some uh, good people, godly people, some who don't maybe know God, but were good people. God used everybody. He used, and these people who wrote the Constitution, when you think about what they put in there, they were geniuses. They were far, far ahead of, centuries ahead of their time. Yeah. There's been no, there's been no document for any country written like our constitution. Yeah. It had to be, it had to be God inspiring them to say and do the things they did.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, true. so anyway, that's, that's all I got, Dave. Just, uh,
0: no, that's good.
1: That's a, really good. I don't want to be a minor bird here and repeat, but, um, I think the next few weeks, if something's going to happen it'll be in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that too. And I know that, You know, I, um, I made a comment to a coworker yesterday. He was a real nice guy. I love working with him and he's a, he's a Patriot. I don't think that he's born again, but not yet. I'm going to put down there because I think he's on his way, but, um, we were talking and, you know, we, we work with a bunch of jerks. That's all there is to it. You know, there, any job that you're on, you have your good people and you have your jerks. Okay. Um. And we were talking and I, you know, he was talking about the jerks and I kind of started talking about it too. And then I was checked, um, because the Lord checked me and I said, you know, I said, all I know is that I'm 62 now. If I get another 12, 15 years, you know, uh, maybe 20, you know, um, if my body can hold out that long, um, I, I, I'd be happy, but the the thing is that you only have to put up with this world for a certain amount of time, and then you're taken home. If you're a believer, you're taken home. If you're an unbeliever, well, you've got more desperate things to seek out right now. or desperate per- You're desperate to seek out a person right now. His name is Yeshua or Jesus. Um, that's the only way you're, you're going to be able to find eternal happiness, not through some guru or or through uh reincarnation or anything those things don't exist they're lies but anyway i said yeah i said you know and if i can get a few more years that'd be great but you know i said who in their right mind would want to live you know a longer life looking at this world and the way it is and 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 the garbage that it's becoming and everything you know and and every time that you think you're taking three steps forward, it seems like the government pushes you four steps back. and um, Or somebody does, not just the government. But um, I says, but my hope is in the fact that, you know, when my days here are gone, is that I get to go to heaven and I get to spend an eternity, an endless amount of days, because time isn't reckoned in, in heaven. There is no time and space outside of this universe and um, you know, I get to spend it with, with somebody well with all my loved ones, but especially with somebody that loved me so much that they died for me when they didn't even I never even knew them. And um, and for that kind of person, you know, you have to have a lot of respect and, and and you gotta love a person like that and and so I'll get to spend the rest all of eternity Forever, forever and ever and ever, with with that person and all, with all my loved ones that have known that person and have uh, have preceded me, and um, and it'll be and I won't think anything about this world. You know, a lot of I always hear people say, "Oh, I wonder if they're looking down from heaven." And I and I told my mother last week. I said, "Why would God do that to somebody?" <laughs> you know, you're up there. You, you've gone through seventy or eighty years of you know, if you're a normal person, of basically putting up with hell on earth and then you go to heaven and he's going to let you look down and look at all that stuff again. I said, no, I don't think they look down on us. I think that they're so busy and raptured by the beauty of our Lord that, you know, the things that are happening here, although they love us still, um, they know that they waited for a long time to get there and you know that our weight will be rewarded with the same thing that they got. So no, they don't, they don't look down on us and they certainly don't become our guardian angels. If you believe that, then write to me and we'll debate it or talk about it. Um, But uh, so, you know, like, like Brian was saying, you know, if if we're stuck with this guy, (laughs) boy, it was hard not to use a different acronym. Um, for, uh, for four years, you know, or his, um, his vice president for however long she'll be in. Um, just, just remember that, you know, when, when all is said and done and it's all over with that, if you know the Lord, Yeshua, that you'll, you're going to be in heaven. And I don't, people that have gone there have said that they can't describe it. They've tried to, um, Enoch described it, Um, and it sounded pretty cool when he described it, Um, but, you know, I think, uh, Brian, I don't know if you read the book by, there was a Dr. Eby, and he fell down, it was back in the 70s, I think, he fell off a platform and he broke his head open pretty bad, and um, he died, and he went to heaven, and and it was neat, because he said you could smell colors, and you can, you know you can it's just all of our senses will be totally alive like God meant them to be in the beginning and somebody said the other day and I and it just right I told I told um, Barbara and others that when the trees change color at the end of the year it's because they lose their chlorophyll um, and in heaven the trees aren't going to need chlorophyll because there's going to be no Sun of course right and so I think that when when like uh, birch trees turn yellow. So all the birch trees in heaven are going to be yellow. There's going to be maple trees that are all different colors in heaven. Um, you know, there, there's, there's going to be a, a harmony and a peace like we have never, ever experienced before in our entire lives. Take the best day you've ever had in your entire life and multiply it by a factor of 10 with 10 zeros behind it. and You won't even come close. So, um, you know that's what we have to look forward to. Um, yes, there, there's pain in this life. There's hurt in this life. There's there's people that let you down. There's but there's there's loved ones too that really do care for you and and um, maybe you just haven't run into that person yet or or um, maybe the Lord hasn't saved one of your relatives yet and that person is going to turn all the way around like my dad did. Um, you know, so there's there's a, a multitude of possibilities ahead for you that you probably have never thought of. And um, in this life and and then in the next life to come, um, it's even better. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it only looks great, greater and greater from where I'm sitting, you know, and and believe me, you know, I, I go to work every day and my body hurts. Cause I'm older, you know, I, I, uh, when I was younger, I used to try to prove all, prove that I was strong and that, um, I could lift heavy things. And because of that, I've got a bad back and bad knees. And, you know, I, I did some illicit drugs when I was younger. So I've, you know, I've got a heart problem and now, and, you know, and everything else. But, um, you know, he keeps me going. He's scripture says he holds everything together. And I believe that because he's holding me together. <laughs> and, and that's no simple job. And, and there's only one of me. Imagine all the other people around that he's holding together. Um, did you ever stop to wonder if, if a, um, let's see, the atom, I think the electrons are a positive charge and the, and the um, nucleus is a negative charge, if I'm not mistaken, what keeps them from crashing into each other and just destroying everything? Of course, there's there's got to be an outside force that's acting on that. And it's his name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. He holds everything together. And um, when you feel like you're falling apart, whether it's mentally or physically, just pray for him to come and put you back together, to keep you together. Um, you know, just I just want to be able to make, you know, a lot of people, you know, are Oh, when I get to heaven, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this crown for doing this and that crown for doing that. My goodness, I, I'm just, I'll just be happy if I make it there. I'll scrub toilets in heaven if I have to. I know I'm just, you know, <laughs> we won't be doing that probably. But um, uh, just to be there, you know, is it's just going to be an honor and, and a privilege just to be there. I don't care about any stinking rewards, you know. I just, I just want. To be with my Lord and to and to love Him there, like He loves me right now, because I, none of us can truly love Him like He loves us, being in this body, because we we let Him down all the time. Um, but uh, when we get to heaven, that won't be a problem anymore, and uh, that's going to be a glorious time. And uh, and those of you who make it, uh, you're all invited over to my house. Uh, I can't give you a date because there's no dates there. But uh, we'll have a big party at my house and uh, or at our house, and and we'll just um, get together and just fellowship for uh, twenty or thirty thousand years in Earth time, and and then um, I'm sure that we'll be given assignments to do. But um, anyway, um, that having been said, I you know I'm just um, I can't let this thing get me down. I can't let it do that, and I won't. And um, it's. Um, You know, we did a show a while back. You know, what would you, what are you going to do if a civil war breaks out? You know? And and I've thought about that a lot. I really have. And uh, I I, I do believe that, and we've talked about this, I think, Brian, on the show before, but your first ministry is your wife and your kids. So you take care of them first. Then you take care of your neighbors. But if there's a, a clear and present threat to your family or your neighbors, um, you're to me I feel you're obligated to defend them and um, and and that's what probably what I'll be doing but um, you know I can't say for sure but uh, that's where my heart's leading me right now um, you know a lot of people are um, I talk to a lot of people that write to me well you know what it all happens you know it's it's God's will for it to happen but I can't sit back and watch somebody attack somebody I love without trying to defend them. I don't think uh, any man that's a man can do that. Um, But um, anyway, so, um, you know, just all I can say is if it ever comes to that, just pray. Like Brian said, keep in constant prayer because that's the most important thing that we can do. Um, If you, Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice and they obey me, and we know his voice because we we talk with him in prayer. And if the more you're in prayer, the more you're going to recognize his voice when he speaks. So I think that's one of the reasons it's important to be in prayer. Another one is for supplication. Um, I've been praying supplication prayers for this country almost on a daily basis um, because you know although we're the you know we've kind of been a light that's been set upon a hill. Um, you got to admit this country's, you know, it's pretty, pretty bad actor when it comes to, uh, the neighborhood. And, um, and there are a lot of wicked people in our country too. And so I, I just feel a need just like Daniel did in, um, I can't remember what chapter, I think it was chapter nine where he interceded for his people and just prayed that God would forgive them. And, um, and I think that more Christians should do that. And, well, are we supposed to be praying for Christians or our nation? Yes, both. Um, even the wicked people. Pray for them. Because you don't know, and I don't know, which one of them are meant for salvation and which ones aren't. Only God knows that. And I know it sounds like I'm a little bit of a Calvinist, and I am, but not not in the sense that a lot of people believe in Calvinism. I I do believe that we're supposed to preach to every creature. That's a commandment, by the way. It's not a suggestion or a would you please. Um, It's a commandment to um, try to get the gospel out to everybody that you can to. And every creature, well, what does that mean? Well, to me, it means that you don't know who's human and who's not. Um, I think, you know, personally, this is just my thought, is that there are people running around out there that aren't totally human. Um, and if you preach to them and when the day of judgment comes, they can never be have an excuse that they never heard the message. And I think that's what we're doing is basically in, in some ways we're, we're, um, we're an insurance policy for the Lord that, uh, that nobody can ever use that excuse if we're out doing our job. Uh, they can never stand there in the day of judgment and say, I never heard about you. Well, of course he's, he's going to know everything, right? And he's going to say, well, yeah, but on such and such a date, such and such a time, you know, you had an opportunity to go talk to so-and-so, and and they were going to lead you to to me, but you didn't go. Um, Anyway, you know, I was just looking at um, people writing in, and let's see, um, Brian uh, Winsong is asking us, do you guys endorse Right Side Broadcasting Network? I've never heard of them before, and are they good? Have you heard of them?
1: I've never heard of them either, Dave. I looked them up uh, a little while ago. From what I saw, that, but they looked pretty good. But I've never listened to them before. I'm going to actually check them out tomorrow at uh, work. But they, they looked okay. From what I saw. On your
0: break. On your break, right, Ryan? On, on break. Yeah, tomorrow
1: break. On lunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah but this is be
0: um, the one night that your boss listens to the show
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one night
1: um, but I, I had to, I had something to add to what you're saying if you're done I'll, oh yeah uh, yeah I'll, go for it um, I was thinking about pre-world War Germany and one of the things that they did that I read about is they programmed the children in school they started teaching the kids propaganda about the government they basically taught the government like you would teach the bible the policies of the government like um the hatred of the jews the muslims actually do that they teach uh and the camps in um, the middle east and the west bank and gaza and different places uh, they teach the kids to hate the jews Uh and that they're murderers and they do all these things so um it's nothing new but in, in pre-World War II Germany, one of the things they did besides taking guns away, they programmed the kids all the way up through university. And yeah. think about it, folks. Uh, since the 60s, uh, it started in the 60s with the hippies. And in that, they started programming back then about socialism and about communism and about, you know, I mean, I remember back then they were burning the American flag in protests in the 60s, right? in the 70s. So this is nothing new. So but it's kind of not our fault, but it's our our government officials, Congress senators, different governors for allowing the schools to teach garbage to our kids that we probably don't even know they were teaching at the time. Uh So best way to change a country, if you can either take it over with a military battle, which is very costly and a lot of lives are lost. Or you can do it with many. It's like dying. It's like being killed by many paper cuts. One paper cut's not gonna hurt you, but many paper cuts are gonna make you bleed a lot. And so the United States has been getting paper cuts for 50 to 60 years right. in our schools. And these people that were brought up through these school systems now, not all of them, but a lot of them, um, you know, I mean, they don't even teach American government in the high schools now. I learned it when I, I was in high school in the seventies, the early seventies, and they, that was one of my classes is American government, the constitution. They don't do that now. My son is 14, almost 15. He's not learning that. Um, he's learning other stuff that I, I'm shocked to even tell you. I think I've already mentioned it all, online before. So you've got that going on, brainwashing our kids all the way up through the university level. And like a lot of the, people you saw rioting all over the country last summer, uh, a lot of them were under 30 years old. Let's put it that way. Right. And, or, or actually quite a bit under 30. I, and I obviously don't know everybody's where their backgrounds are, but um, a lot of these people doing these atrocities are from rich, well-known families, been to colleges and universities that we pay for. Right. So in order to change America back, we need to change our school system. Yeah. We need to get it back. Our school system is out of control, out of control completely. And my, my daughter who might be listening, um, homeschools and I'm thinking good for her. Um, it's, it's, it's the best thing you can do. Um, we're going to try to start doing that with my, my son, uh, down in Southern California, but there's been a lot going on down here with COVID and my job. So it's been hard to get started on that, but, I encourage people to look into homeschooling. I mm-hmm. mean, um, if you have the money to go to a private school and it's a christian a good Christian school, yeah, do it. you can do it. but
0: even then you got to be careful.
1: <laughs> yeah, but actually if you're looking, if you're looking at long term solutions, we need to change the way we bring up our kids and through the system we're We're breeding kids these well these aren't kids anymore these are adult people now. But they were children at one point being fed stuff about America's bad, America does this, America's racist, da, 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 And now they're the ones rioting and pillaging our stores and our homes. Uh, we need to change that. It's not just the elections, but we need to change the heart of our children uh, at the home. Right. And, uh, you, you know, that's, that's obviously we, we've got to do that, you know, and then, I had one other thing, I think, cause I'm tired. I, I can't remember. I'm doing an old timers thing here on you guys. Uh, I, I, need my, I need my coffee, but it's too late. I won't go to sleep. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, we've got to change our schools. We've got to. And, and, um, we, if we don't, we're just putting a band-aid on everything. We're just putting a band-aid. Um, uh-huh. we can reelect. President, maybe Trump can be back in there again, but eventually what's going to happen, we're going to go through this again, unless we change the system. In the last 50 years, the liberals have taken over television, uh, um, not radio, thank goodness, but television, m- mainstream, uh, the news, all the news outlets, paper, uh, um, and, you know, internet, y- YouTube, Facebook, you, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, all the, the tech companies, uh, and they use they weaponized all those companies to cheat, to steal this election. Uh huh. And unless change our children, change the laws to stop this madness, it's going to continue and probably get worse. Right. It's it's not voting in another president. It's changing everything from the local level up. Uh huh. Excuse me, our, governments, our governors, our senators, our congressmen, our councilmen on our local uh, boards in our local cities, our sheriffs, our judges, and, it, mm-hmm. and that happens at the ballot box. And it happens by educating our children about our Constitution, about how government really works, about everything. That's right. And uh, it's, it's, it's all that. We have to do that. Because in the long run, we won't we won't win anything. It'll just well, re- keep back to this. It,
0: it, it's scriptural too. Because remember, I think um, I can't remember where it is in scripture, but it says, "Bring up your child and the way he shall go, and when he gets old, he will not depart from it." Unless you send him to a college or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's a scriptural it's a pre- scriptural pre um, precept. And it's funny because not funny, but it's tragically funny. It's uh, tra- uh, hum- I can't remember the name of the the, the phrase, but um, it's when something is funny, but it's a tragedy. Um, he, the communists have taken it, and and they use it because Lenin said, "Give me give me four years to teach your children, and the seeds I have sown will never be uprooted." So he knows he knew that you have to get kids when they're young. And, you know, it's just it's just a principle that I mean, it's to me, it's common sense. You know, now, I, I don't know what, what your dad was like, Brian, but my dad was an authoritarian, um, severe authoritarian. <laughs> um, and to the point where, you know, you knew you had to toe the mark or else he would get mad. When he got mad, got mad, it wasn't pleasant for anybody. And um, although he repented very quickly, which I think was a precursor to him coming to the Lord. That was in him and and that the Lord just finally, he acquiesced and became a believer. But um, anyway, so, you know, a lot of times I'll hear, man, aren't you being harsh? You know, and I'm like, well, this is what I, this is how I grew up. I always grew up to respect authority and that was my dad. He was the ultimate authority, you know, and you never went against them. You know, you never, ever dared to go against them. <laughs> um i remember mouthing off to him one time when i was a teenager and and picture this little five foot six italian guy um, grabbing you around the collar and lifting you up off the ground when you're 210 pounds and pinning you up against the wall and saying if you ever say that again i'll kill you and by the look in his eyes he looked like he meant it um and so you know i right away i repented and, and asked for his forgiveness but um so it's all according to what you grew up under. Um, and I know that there, there's the Ward and June Cleaver type of family, you know, and all of us when we were growing up wished that our parents were that way, especially if we had authoritarian parents. Um, but I, you know, I'm thankful that I had my mother who was kind of, um, she was kind of like a uh, a blow-off valve on a water heater that's under pressure, so to speak. You know, she, she knew of ways to have my dad calm down and, you know, and um, and she also would use that on us kids, too. So she was more of the peacemaker. So we had basically an, a balanced family growing up, although we learned respect and respect is something that has to be taught because human beings by nature are um, are fallen, you know, and because we're fallen, we, we have a tendency to want to to give in and to give up. You know, and and um, especially when it comes to, to children, you know, and it's uh, uh, we just can't be that way. Um, it just um, and even even after they grow up, sometimes you have to be a little firm. Not as much because they're they're adults now and they they've um, they've learned from their own children what 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 uh, rebellion is like. You know, or I don't want, I hate to use that word because it's not really rebellion, but disobedience maybe is a better word. Um, so, you know, I, being an adult parent is, is probably one of the hardest jobs that God has ever given to men and women in this world. Um, God bless you if you're, if you're going through it now, you know, because right now you have it a lot different than, you know, what we had it when we were younger, um, because society teaches them to rebel against you. Well, if you've never read 1984, you, everybody needs to go out and get a copy of that book and read it. Um, we just finished it up. We were listening to it. You know, they had some, they had some British guy reading it who was really good. And, um, you know, and it's, it's not a happy ending like, like a lot of, we're, like we're programmed to expect. We've always been programmed to expect happy endings in this country. Um, somehow the good guy wins, you know. And in the end, you know, Yeshua wins, so that's true. But there are times when sometimes the bad guy wins. Now, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it, at, you know, that all of life is a battle, that history is a battle, and that it's all culminating to, you know, it's all inside of war because battles are inside of wars. And sometimes in, in, when you're inside of a war, you, you win battles and you lose battles. Um, but ultimately, one side wins and one side loses, and, the war, it is, And um, so what's going to happen is, you know, Shu's going to come back someday and he's going to put an end to all this nonsense. And uh, and he's going to set up his kingdom here for a thousand years. And then there'll be a little bit more nonsense. And then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And there'll never be nonsense again. But um, it's uh, it's important to realize that, you know, even though you've lost a battle, you haven't lost the war in um, that, you, know, you just keep on fighting. What did Paul talk to He used uh, sports metaphors, you know, I continue to run the race. He said that several times. He used um, war metaphors, you know, I continue to battle, you know, and if a guy like Paul can do it, you know, I, I think that we can all do it. Not saying that Paul was some kind of um, um, moron or something like that, but, you know, he was a very intelligent man. However, he, uh, he was brought up under a tradition of the Pharisees under Gamaliel. So when, uh, when Paul got converted, it was a major conversion. It was, um, it was like from black to white, from, um, from darkness to light. You know, it, was, it, was, it was something else um, that uh, most of us will never probably experience because um, still most of us have been exposed to the, the gospel in one way or another growing up Paul never was he except toward the end of his um um his uh judaic um ministry um before his, his conversion you know he he had no really interface with uh with christianity well it was such a young religion at the time but um or faith i should say not a religion um so like I said, when he got saved, it was it was drastic. You know, he got get had to get knocked off his horse, and he had to have scales put on his eyes for I don't know how long. I think it was a couple of weeks or something, or a couple of months. I can't remember. But he, um, you know, so he had I and mean, he had to be taught by um, by somebody that really didn't like him. <laughs> um, it, it the scripture seems to suggest that Paul's um, teacher. When you heard Paul was coming, it was basically having, having it out with the Lord. You know, like, I hate this man. He's killed half of us, you know, and or led to our deaths. And you want me to do this? You know, talk about a humbling position. But um, anyway, he, um, so Paul, you know, didn't have the opportunities that we have. I mean, even today, if you turn on television on a Sunday, you're going to see, you um, Pastor Kennedy preaching or or something like that and so we're all exposed to some but Paul never was. so um, where I was going with that I have absolutely no idea. Um, but just if, if he could make such a drastic change, then what we're expected to do should be a lot easier and you know one thing that Brian that I find comfort in, is Yeshua's words, and he said, he was talking to, I think his disciples, and he said, he said, blessed are you because you have heard my words, but he said, and and the wordage is, but even more blessed are those who have heard, have not heard me, seen me or heard my words, yet still believe. So, think about that, you know, even though the the apostles, or excuse me, the disciples, were were blessed because they, they got to touch Jesus, they got to see him, they got to, to hear his words live and, and in color, um, the, you know, those of us who have never seen him and still believe are, are even more blessed in, in his esteem than, than those who were there with him. And, um, that just blows my mind. It really does because it, it makes me feel special and extra special to, to the Lord because, um, they had faith because of what they saw. We have faith because of what we've read, what we've heard, what we've accepted into our hearts. Who we've accepted into our hearts, rather, and um, and have the promises and believe in the promises that we read in Scripture. So, um, just think about that. If you're a believer, you're you're more blessed than the disciples were. For goodness sakes, that's what a what a thought that is. You know, I've always wanted to be. I wish I wish I was one of the the apostles. You know, that I could have walked with Yeshua back at that time. <clears throat> but um, my status now is even greater. So um, who am I to complain? And uh, I'm more to be blessed than to complain. So um, anyway, Brian, like you, I, I do think that, uh, wow, well, we're over two hours. I didn't, um, we'll end it real quick here with um uh, but um, I, I do think something's going to come down the road here real soon. I hope for it um mm-hmm. and if it does praise the Lord if it doesn't praise the Lord because like I see you said and I agree with you and and I think most of the audience agrees we um we uh okay uh we just need to uh, trust in the Lord and that he's got everything under control so that having been said um Brian I want to thank you and I want to thank the Lord for this show and our listeners and our our wind song that's been here tonight uh, talking to us uh, back and forth and um, I look forward to next week's show. Maybe we'll be coming on next week with some uh, with some very good news. Um, well, we'll be bringing yeah. good news anyway, but um, Trump-wise, I mean. So, um, Brian, bless you. You have a wonderful week and, um, and a wonderful weekend. And, uh, brother, we'll talk, uh, I'm sure, in the interim. And uh, bless you and your family. And, um, like always, uh, you and the audience are in our prayers. So with that having been said, I, I'm going to say good night.
1: Good night, Dave. Thanks. It was a great, great show. And good night, Winsong and audience. And hang in there. Uh, we'll see what, ha- what tomorrow brings.
0: Amen and amen. Okay, folks. Good night, y'all.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.